0: What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. I hope everyone liked my last podcast, which was a kind of an experiment where I kind of scripted out exactly what I wanted to say. Now, obviously, in execution, I probably could have read that better. But um, I'm thinking I may do some more of these, sprinkle them in every now and again, uh, kind of to break things up and they're really short podcasts. I mean, I think that podcast was like 12 minutes long or something like that. So not including the commercials that, uh, <laughs> go in there pre and before, but, uh, today I kind of want to talk about now that the nuggets wait, await their first round appointment and I'm, and I'm later in the week, I'm going to try to do two a week here on CSG, Um, there's some personal stuff going on in my life that has caused me to dramatically step back from the other things that I do. Um, I am trying to still keep, keep up with the uh, podcast angle though, and, uh, really want to give you guys some better coverage. I was thinking about doing, um, three a week and I just don't think is with my other podcast. I just don't think I can manage that much. Um, but I will be trying to do, um, uh two a week uh through the playoffs and there will be some things to talk about. Look, the play in is and I may even do three. I mean it depends on how much time I have and I do not have a lot of time right now. But um with the play in starting tomorrow, um there's going to be uh things to talk about. Um the Denver Nuggets you know, besides their lackluster kind of uh lethargic play haven't exactly given us a ton to talk about, um, because you can't really analyze the starters resting or the or the starters not caring about a game, other than to say that you wish they would care about something. Um, but that the, in the grand scheme of things, we can talk about what the playoffs mean, and I think my exploration this year through various things like I've tried to make I have tried to make uh, each episode more generalist as I can and not specific to incidents um, I, obviously you can't stick to that because um, stuff happens and quite frankly um, some sometimes stuff happens that you need to talk about but I try to make things a little more um, evergreen Um and but it's harder to do in the playoffs when you kind of talk about what happened. But before the playoffs start, on I think the Nuggets will play on Sunday. Before we get to that point, there are things that we can discuss, and we can talk about a little bit of and specifically before the play-in tournament starts, uh, we can talk about the big picture stuff because there's a ton of pressure on the Nuggets this playoffs Richard Jefferson has made this point over and over now Richard Jefferson there's two there's two angles to Richard Jefferson um horrible teammate and um there are people in the league who like him a lot but in general I uh um I think many people would say he wasn't exactly the best teammate in the world um he does occasionally have some good um analysis but I will say that he is on the money when he talks about the pressure on the Denver Nuggets. Because there's a ton of pressure because this is the first time the Nuggets have uh, ever been the number one seed in their conference. And uh, after 40, well, this is year 46. Um, so <laughs> uh, 40, 46 or 47, but it's like 50, 56, year 56 in the NBA. Or no, it just you know, 56 in general. Um, and 40, let's see, 1976, 77, 40, 46, 45, 46 in the NBA. Anyway, as I stumble over my words here. But, uh, one of the big issues is the Nuggets didn't equip themselves very well going down the stretch. I've talked about this, um... The Memphis game kind of triggered the we want to be healthy thing. And this kind of recontextualizes the way you look at the second half of the Denver Nuggets season. Okay, Um, Once they beat Memphis, their lead was so big. I think at that point it was seven games, seven and a half games with the tiebreaker over Memphis. Their lead was so big. Not only did they relax, but the uh, we got to get into the playoffs healthy thing came into full view, uh, and that started their skid. Uh, they won the next game over Toronto in a, in a controversy with when Barnes uh, was ejected from the game by Scott Foster, um, and then that started their four-game losing streak, which kind of coincided with their East Coast swing, which coincided with Embiid becoming the front runner for uh, MVP. You know, bad timing, but I don't think Jokic cares, I'll be honest with you. And people are claiming that Jokic really cares about the. No, he doesn't. Um, I think think he would probably be more relieved than anyone else that no one is talking about him with the award right now. Um, And he's not having to give interviews about having the MVP award. Um, Now, going into the playoffs, you don't want to be playing your worst basketball. But what happened was... The Nuggets lead, particularly after they beat the Golden State Warriors with playing, uh, with Jokic sitting. That triggered another thing, like what happened after they beat Memphis. Um, there were, because at that point they had won four in a row. That was their fourth win in a row. Jokic was sitting with the calf issue, um... And the Nuggets from basically whenever they beat Memphis, and that's the whole strip club thing, once that happened, the Nuggets' incentive to go balls out uh, diminished. We kind of overanalyze these things and try to pick and nitpick things um, when you can look at the events that transpired and apply logic. The logic is the Nuggets went overboard on trying to be healthy they are very paranoid, in my view, about being healthy going into the playoffs because this will be the first time they've been healthy since 2019. Um, And then from when Gary Harris got back to the rest of the bubble. um, this This is, I think, probably what I would describe as a misstep. And I think there has been some, just in my view, there has been some communication problems here. With, uh, and particularly if you've been seeing Malone bemoaning the Nuggets play as they've gone down the stretch, well, uh, I think Matt Moore pointed this out on On today or the day before that. Like the, the Nuggets players, specifically the starters, have been like, we don't care. We don't care that you're worried about this. Um, and I don't, I think Malone would be that way anyway. He has a remarkable ability to separate himself from issues. Um, as if he's not a part of the team. Uh, it's, I, I hate it when stars do that, and I hate it when coaches do that. I mean, everyone's part of the same ecosystem. Everyone has their role to play with that. But it was very clear from, from that moment that the starters didn't have the same view on the regular season, particularly towards the end, that Malone did. Um, and you could see that come into full view in that Utah game. They came out completely lethargic, but the interesting thing about that Utah game, and I kind of want to talk about this, is the Utah game is instructive because as badly as they came out, and they were terrible, there was the run they went on by just applying a modicum of effort in uh, the second quarter where you can see, okay, that switch was flipped, and then basically they didn't the starters after that half didn't play the rest of the game. They started the third a little and then they left. Uh, and in fact, I think that was that the game that Jokic and um, uh, Porter just weren't even on the bench for the second half of the game. So uh, they showed when they made that comeback that they can, they can just turn it on and and do that sort of thing. Obviously we can't be relying on something that is f- switch flipping Um, That is dangerous because you can't always guarantee that's going to happen. But I think there was the nexus of wanting to be healthy with we have our lead was so big and it really was um, that it just it wasn't particularly after I'm telling you after that Memphis game, the Nuggets just didn't have the the the. There, there just wasn't that thing, you know. They, they had a, all their battles had been fought, um, and I think that if Embiid played, uh, that game, uh, okay. In the second half, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about the two East Coast games that that were not East Coast, but the two games that were played um, in Denver. Um, The one with when Giannis and the Bucks came in and then the next game where the the Sixers came in. Uh, And I'm going to talk about that in relation to how to observe the Nuggets, because that was a little microcosm of everything that has gone on since the All-Star break. But the Nuggets, once they got that big lead over the um, the Memphis Grizzlies, which, on, if we are honest, I mean, as much as it got down, the Nuggets even, never really were in danger of losing anything. And particularly after they... They lost. They won that um, Warriors game, which was a great effort, by the way. That was a great effort by them, and it really showed the issues that the, the Warriors have. Um, but uh, the, the the Nuggets winning that game was another kind of like, okay, we got it. And and it's all about what you value. Do you value your health, or do you value well playing and consistency going into uh, the, the 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 playoffs? And I think the Nuggets players themselves and a little bit the front office. I don't know who gives a shit about what Malone thinks about this, but this is about the front office and the players there. There is a, a very demonstrated desire to be healthy. The Nuggets have been beat up all, all year, but they have been largely healthy-ish. Jokic, Got that calf thing, and he has been, I mean, you could see quickly how quickly they shut down uh, Jokic after that. There was just like, we're not taking any chances. This is all about health. We are going to be healthy going into the playoffs. 100%. You can feel it. You can see it. You can touch it. That the Nuggets didn't want to risk health, and what they saw were meaningless games and you have your trade-off is lethargic in uninspired play going down the stretch. The Nuggets ended up with 53 wins, which is a very low win total for a first seed. Um, the entire Western Conference has been racked with injuries and mediocre play. But the Nuggets, if they had applied, you know, effort and big effort like they have the last couple years, probably would have ended up with 59 or 60 wins. In the Western Conference, and you have to weigh whether that's worth it going into because they have the I have a one game worse record than the Philadelphia 76ers, who are the third seed in the East. So do you weigh that? What how do you how do you approach that? How do you differentiate how the Nuggets can do this? And the players themselves demonstrated that their value was on health, and they have confidence themselves that they can turn it on. It is risky. I am not 100% confident in it, but it is a strategy that the players have told you by their actions that that's the way they're going to go. So we have to, in a sense, trust them that they know what they're doing. We shall see. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, On the other side, I'm going to talk about the Milwaukee game and the Sixers game and how that uh, is probably indicative of the way the Nuggets playoffs will be going right after this. That Milwaukee Bucks game was probably, I would say, the most instructive game that the Nuggets uh, have played in the second half of the season. Um, and I and I said this probably in a podcast that I recorded around that time, but the, the Bucks really wanted that game bad, they, the, and it was a. In, in particularly, Giannis. Particularly, Giannis wanted that game, um, because Giannis cares about the MVP award. But he was doing it to demonstrate and all this stuff. But the Bucks themselves, that team, wanted that. And the interesting thing about it is the Bucks could never get away. As much as they were putting the pedal to the metal, they could never get away from the Nuggets. The Nuggets, due to Jokic being just generally awesome, is they couldn't get away from him. And then the second half. Obviously, the Bucks ran out of gas, but uh, at the same token, the Nuggets just just put on put the pedal to the metal, blitzed them. Basically, Giannis couldn't do anything. Giannis, I think, had, 20, had 26 points at halftime and then had five the rest of the game. Had a bunch of turnovers. Uh, it was one of the worst second halves of basketball I've seen Giannis play. And it showed you what the Nuggets can do if they flip that switch. And it's one of the most instructive games that I can point to for this Denver Nuggets team. The next game against the Sixers is also one. The Sixers come in and Embiid and Harden are out. But Embiid, the day of the game, uh, it's said that he's not going to play. And you could tell the Nuggets let down. You could see it, and it wasn't there. The Nuggets weren't mentally there. They weren't, uh, they just, then they, in the second half, they did the same thing against the, the Sixers that they did against the uh, the Bucks. They put the pedal to the metal, got up by 20 points in the third, and then completely let their foot off the gas and uh at one point the game was down to like 3 points or something like that it was insane it was like it and really what it was was a bad 4 minutes last 4 minutes of the fourth quarter was the nuggets just kind of let slip the rope right um but they they end up winning that game both of those games are examples of what the nuggets can do you don't need any other game even that warriors game Jokic what Jokic didn't play. You can't use that game as sort of any sort of instruction as to what they will be doing in the future. There it is completely mutually exclusive because of that circumstance. But the nuggets, the way they approached the the the, the Milwaukee game and the the Philly game are two sides onto what the Nuggets are capable of doing. The Nuggets have played a lot of anomalous games down the stretch because, as I've said before, they were revaluing, particularly the starters, were valuing their health over everything else. Playing playing, um, basically quarter speed, I would say, even half speed. That Houston game, um, that was just like, huh? going through the motions you could tell you could tell from the beginning and they thought they could just coast and win and that was the game after the uh the Warriors game and I think that was Jokic's first game back after the the calf injury as has been said over and over there's there is some value to going into the playoffs healthy in the Nuggets I don't know if they needed to demonstrate to us what they can do because they have done that. There has been multiple times this year where the Denver Nuggets have showed out and showed exactly what they're capable of. And what we've got to do is trust that they're able to do it. I think people, and and as I've said before, we put too much value in March basketball March and, and I would say late March, early April basketball, Um our because these seasons are 82 games, we kind of like as the playoffs get, you know, closer, we're thinking we we feel the anxiety of the playoffs. I'm kind of with the players on this one because I think the Nuggets demonstrated all they needed to demonstrate. Um, showing urgency in meaningless games isn't necessarily something that is going to prove Jack squat, particularly if in order for you to demonstrate what you can do, you risk injury and you can just fucking tell that the nuggets were like at that point, like I am not going to get injured for this. And then Jamal goes out, uh, the second half of the, 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 the Houston game and they just don't have a chance. Um it is a if there is just once you get to a point where you are up by so much the players the players become more aware of their status as the 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 playoffs roll into, you know. Jamal Murray got injured not long before the playoffs uh, in, it was April 13th, and I think they had another month of, the, of uh, season left. And uh, there was kind of a what's the point thing there. He got injured in that, in that game against the Warriors. Danilo Gallinari gets injured four games, I think it was four games, before the end of the 2013 season. Players are hyper aware of getting injured prior to the playoffs. Look at Jaden McDaniels yesterday. I mean, his was stupid, but he punched a wall and who knows if he's going to play at all. He fractured a hand, a bone in his hand, his shooting hand, right? There are just hyper awarenesses that NBA players have with injury particularly late in the season. And the Nuggets players specifically, obviously, have valued their health over playing well. I'm kind of on the player side, as I said before. When you look at what they did against Milwaukee and you look at what they did against Philly, and you can see the two sides of the Denver Nuggets right there. The Milwaukee game... Milwaukee tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to get a big lead they couldn't they they were going all out and in the third quarter the with all that effort that they had put on they couldn't get away from the nuggets you could see the frustration on their faces that is the best example of what the nuggets can do as a team that is that is against the number 1 team in the east and they are they are um you know, the and they match up well against the Bucks, and that's something that we can get into later on. Um but the the Philly game was an example of what the Nuggets can do when they don't take an opponent seriously. So you worry about those things in the first round. You worry about those things if the Nuggets think they can cake cakewalk over some something someone. I think both of those things are separate and apart from the Nuggets and the way they have played as the point I'm making here, the way they played down the stretch, the Nuggets, obviously the team, specifically the players placed a value on health and their feeling is that their health is the most important thing going into the playoffs. There's very few fully healthy teams ever going into the NBA playoffs. Hell in 19, 85 and 1987, or excuse me, in 88, the Nuggets, you could argue, were derailed both years by Fat Lever being injured. Both of those years, Fat Lever got injured. Um, Fat, Fat Lever got injured in the Dallas series. The Nuggets ended up losing that series in six in 1988. In 1985, uh, Kareem Lever was injured already and kind of coming off the bench. And uh the uh uh game four is when Kareem broke English's hand and it was over for the Nuggets. So there's where it was. Right? The Nuggets the Nuggets know and through their history, and obviously the nineteen the 2013 Gallo injury is a prime example, and then Jamal getting injured in 2021. Both of those things are prime examples of what can happen if you're not healthy. So with that knowledge of history, that's what the Nuggets have placed their emphasis on. And I think that we can look at that and say, this is their strategy. Let's see if it works. And that is mutually exclusive from the way they played. You have your information available about what the Nuggets can do. In the Milwaukee game and the Philly game. My advice would be to say, look at those two games and hope that the Nuggets uh, of the Milwaukee game play through these NBA playoffs. And if they do, they can go a long, long way. All right. Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. I'll be back in a couple days with another episode. Goodbye.